So today, uh, I want to sort of riff and process with you on third chakra stuff, shame, and uh, and something else that kind of came up with that was doubt, self-doubt. As I begin this podcast, I'm going to just sort of prelude it with uh, one of my favorite, <laughs> favorite humans to grace this earth that, that does her own podcast, just tarot readings monthly, um, astrological tarot readings. Ambercon, <laughs> shout out to the Rev fam. <laughs> and, um, and if you're into it, smoke something. I'm going to lead into this with like a dirty secret. (laughs) It's not really a secret to those who like really know me. Um, But it's just definitely something that I felt a lot of shame around. I felt like I've had to hide and, and um, yeah, not just be fully transparent about um, in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, I'm a bit of a stoner. (laughs) Smoke something. And, um... Mm, If you listened to the latest, the last episode, the last entry... It's pretty clear to me, (laughs) sparkling clear to me, Um, it's just sort of now a matter of when, Um, that that I'm playing in a relationship that's not everlasting, that it has an end date, and um, totally okay, and the reason I know this for certain is because I've been (laughs) here's again a super vulnerable share and a piece that I could have shame around but this is why I'm going to talk about it is it's it's a little different around this this turn um so I've I've been playing in a relationship with a wonderful person wonderful person so fucking creative and high energy and multi-dimensional and I think that's the fucking part that just turns me on the most it just speaks my language I fucking love it but I uh, ultimately know because we've been kind of, you know, well, the press, the, the the foundation of our relationship has been built on getting intoxicated on different levels. And um, because of my past and my relationships with uh, abusive addicts, emotionally, mostly, <laughs> uh, verbally, it doesn't really matter the, um, the form of abuse, it's all awful. <sighs> because of my history with that, and all the work that I've done to heal that. I know (laughs) that this relationship is my test. It is my test in my resolve towards my self-love. Now, addiction is a massive 
massive, massive topic with, with, to me, so many nuances. And, oh my God, it is a pandemic in, in, in North America, for sure. And uh, I don't know across the world, but maybe we could say like all the Commonwealth countries for sure. Hey, that's something I'd have to fact check. (laughs) But also, it is true. So as I've come to this new playtime, new lesson Um, I have been very conscious like I'm obviously very aware of what's going on and I also am going to make a bold statement and I don't really believe in using addiction as a an identity or using addict as an identity. Like, I don't ever really fully attach to any identification other than I am Kaylin. And so the, the, you know, the concept of addiction is real and people are addicts and are heavily addicted to a lot of different things. <clears throat> but... Ultimately, like in its nucleus, it is, it's just an excuse to not show up for yourself fully in life. And I know that, again, that's a broad statement (laughs) and it's a big statement, but when we are, when we're looking to go, you know, into, into healing for me, it really helps to just simplify things that much. Addiction is just an excuse that we use to avoid, numb, bypass, and just, you know, basically not accept reality as it is. And therefore, in my life, I could identify as an addict. I definitely could have uh, in the past. I'll also interlude here. Like many of my, I've got close friends and I've got close family members that that work the program, work the 12 step, um, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous. I know a lot of people I've been connected to, a lot of folks working the program. And what works for them is identifying as the addict, and that keeps them sober. That concept never worked for me. I didn't want to just be fully sober, <laughs> to be honest. I, I, I love weed. <laughs> weed, marijuana, Mary Jane, she is the goddess. She is the divine feminine. She is the medicine that is here for us. She has taught me everything. Everything I know <laughs> comes from from this this work that uh, again I'm going I'm coming to. I'll share. So, <laughs> start tying things together here. I am Kaylin. Yes, I have definitely played in the realm of substance abuse, um, um, like using sexual interaction as a form of numbing, form of, you know, connection, um, so codependency, so relationship addiction, uh, alcohol, heavier drugs, for sure, for sure, for sure. I have, I've spent a lot of time playing with fire, as I like to say. Ultimately, three years ago, it was maybe four years ago that I took my best friend to rehab. She was the third person that I'd seen go to rehab, and I was 28 by then, and I took her. Um, 
that, uh, that was, <laughs> that was the moment. That was the moment where it was like, okay, it's, it is time to just get real. Like, this is fun. It's been fun, but it's also just like not fun anymore. So, and I know ultimately, like, remember all this time, I think I even shared this in an earlier episode that just like, I've really walked sort of two paths, paths that sort of, um, um, negate one another. (laughs) But for me, again, this is where we're going to get into is they've actually fueled one another. And so three years ago, I knew it was like, okay, I've got this path ahead of me. I am fucking ready to step into it fully. I'm tired of like playing this game with myself. I've learned a fuck ton and it's just, it's time. My best friend's done. Like, obviously the fun's over. (laughs) So I started the process of quitting. The fun part about that is it was three years ago or maybe it was... No, okay, it was three years ago that I broke up with this relationship. It was four years ago, just over four years ago, that I took my best friend to rehab and decided it was time to get sober. And, uh, oh my God, maybe it was fucking five. Jesus, time. Anyways, irrelevant, really, but let's let's just say five-ish years ago, my friend went to rehab. I decided that was the moment. Okay, I need to sober up too. That was also right then when I met my my latest or my last boyfriend, my ex now. Um, I almost said his name, but just for anonymity, I won't. Um, so he and I started dating and and I was obviously still in just coming out of like not using on the regular and making it more of just a really intentional thing. And I really want, in the long game, a fucking partnership that's unbreakable, where we hold with each other accountable for all the things in life. So this came in right as I was like, yeah, sweet. I'm getting, I'm going to get clean. I'm like, I'm going to clean my act up. I'm going to follow my dreams. And he really supported that. And, you know, we did have fun and we drank and did minimal amounts of drugs. Um, again, you know, there was moments, I remember one night when it, you know, we're doing what we're doing (laughs) and, you know, in the deepest, deepest parts of me, there is this knowing, there's this knowing that in the long game, no part of my long game relationship is going to have to do with drugs full stop 100 percent okay marijuana for sure that's always gonna be part of my life because it's beautiful plant medicine hard drugs full stop no way alcohol like hardcore moderation because of like just genuine genuine desire because like i don't actually really like to drink i still don't drink that much i don't do a lot of drugs i (laughs) but that's what's just come up for me So I know that when X and I broke up, let's say two and ish, three ish years ago, that that was my real moment of like, okay, no more, no more, no more. He was, is definitely an alcoholic. And that was a huge, obvious piece to me by the end and why I knew ultimately it wasn't going to be working out. Because that's my karmic path. I'm not meant to be an addict. (laughs) I'm not meant to be a codependent. I don't need that for my story any longer. (sighs) So three years ago, I started to really, really get super clear. I was abstinent for a full year I did not have sex I barely 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 drank I refuse like I didn't go out with people I just completely completely closed the doors to relationships that had to do with drinking and drugs or just casual sex I 
didn't do hard drugs for a long time. It got super sporadic. Like when I was in my early 20s, it was, you know, it was, um, it could be kind of every weekend. That's what we fucking live for. The weekend. But let's say, yeah, in the last five years, it might come in to my field. We could average it like uh, once a year. Well, less than, because the last, let's say, two years, I haven't fucking touched it. Ew. I haven't touched anything. It was done. I'm out. (laughs) I really am out. But here we are. Here we are. In 2020. The year of, like, serious crystal vision. And every single one of your karmic shadows that's needing to be cleared is going to come for you. (laughs) I don't know if you've noticed that yet. We're in November now and we came to Scorpio season. This is Scorpio season, Halloween. We had the full moon. We had 11-11. We just had Friday the 13th and a new moon in Scorpio, in Scorpio season. It's, I mean, plus all the thousand other freaking big astrological transits that are happening right now. This is just the fucking year to get our shit together. (laughs) Or, I mean, not. (laughs) It'll just keep coming. But this was a big year to really close up karmic, karmic patterns. The deepest wounds within us. And so here I am being presented with mine hands down hands down my biggest one and I fucking hate it (laughs) no I love it I fucking love it I do I fucking love it I fucking love it and the reason I love it this time um is well, I mean, a man, a number of things. Where to start? First off, what's coming is like there's a, a transit happening right now. I can't remember which one. It might be like Pluto and Capricorn or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's very relevant to most of you, anyways. <laughs> there's a there's a transit that's happened for the third time in the last week. Um. Again, the it's irrelevant. There's a thing, though, where we could have noticed, let's say, a pattern that's shown up for the third time right now. And so for me, this is the third time. And it's, I love that because, again, it's just that other confirmation that this is my fucking moment to shine. <laughs> um, so there, that's another point of just knowing And then the other points of knowing is I want to be reeling in my shame body right now. My shame body, it's, it's there. It's at the door. Like she's knocked a thousand times (laughs) pretty loud, pretty loud in the beginning. And now she's just like, it's just like that. She's just constantly just like. constant like it's just there's a constant knock at the door like it's time it's time it's time it's time (laughs) and um I've wanted you know like so there she wants to come in she wants to reel me into all of the shame that I could have around what's what I've chosen to act on in this last month because it is things that ultimately are harmful in the long game I mean in the short term they're not good for your body and in the long game it's obviously can become very deeply problematic if not even if you let it be just it is it fucks up your body it fucks up 
the natural rhythm of your genius. Duh. And so this time around though, like I'm just not going there. I just know it's not me. It's not, I'm not reeling in addiction. I'm not, I don't, this isn't long game. It's, they were, the nights were in, they're always in the name of so much fun. So much fun. So much fun. And, and in leaning into myself, leaning into myself, doubt. This is the fine line that I walk. (laughs) Probably masochistically, definitely masochistically, But it's this fine line where I have just taught myself so much about life and integrity and resilience and psychosis and and just our full, full capacity and full range that we have to experience and play in life. So I walk this line in literally everything about life is filtered through this lens. Literally everything, not just drug use or alcohol use or or relationships, like every single fucking thing. Everything I work watch on Instagram, every interaction I have in in real life um every conversation I'm having with myself like literally everything is filtered through this this process or this this lens this lens of self-doubt this process of of going into it leaning into it so obviously (laughs) when the moment is presented to me to take this drug I know every single fucking thing that I've just worked so fucking hard to get to sobriety wise let's say abstinence wise and in that moment my body isn't saying clearly no the no is is there but it is more just like really really so to me it's this doubt for obvious and very good reason this doubt comes up and so i ask it well, really, what's the harm? I'm fully in my power and in full choice here. So either I own it or I don't. There isn't like an in-between. I am either going to choose this fully and choose to just like have fun and no shame or no. Where it becomes the addiction is in those in-betweens, right? That's a bold statement, and I, I can't make bold statements with this topic, but ultimately, we're addicted to our shame cycles. We're addicted to our guilt. We're addicted to our fears, And that's the spectrum of the in-between from the no and the yes. is just the fears, the guilt, and the shame. The lower triangle, the lower three centers of energy. Our foundations. the, 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 The emotional intelligence that builds us. That is our foundation is here. So we can reel in the spectrum of fear and, and guilt and shame. And that's where we get lost. That's what we become addicted to. And so now, 
<laughs> that I've played in that range played in that range and seen a ton of people get lost in that range I know the power of my choice and that's the first step I mean those are the first few steps in the 12-step program is just like admitting you have a problem giving it up to God and that's that you have yeah you have no power over it um so essentially when you give it up to god is like you're giving up you know we're we're having this choice this moment of choice um interesting too because second and third chakra you know this is where we make our our choices this is where we learn yes and no and then the will to act upon it or not So in this moment, 2020, November, when this has appeared in my field and I'm, I've had a year, this fucking year has been no fun, A, no fun. The most just like, I, to me, like apocalyptic, like end of times feeling. You might have different feelings about it. That's cool. You have those. But for me, that's what it's felt like. I've, I've had to shut down my business. I've had to completely pivot in how to teach yoga. And I know that that change was happening anyways and all this, that, and the next thing. But like, whatever. It's a huge moment of endings for me. And it's just the unknown ahead is, I don't know, it's a bit dreary in my eyes so you're there with me you get it so to finally like just you know be with people (laughs) a person that are like me that this this person isn't reeling every day in in using substances like I know I you know I don't know. I don't know a shit about anybody. But from my feeling in my body is that this person also, no, not also, that this person has a handle on their usage. And uh, so to me, again, that was kind of a point of like, okay, this could lean me more in the yes. Like it's not necessarily this super regular thing and like what's the harm and just letting loose for one night one night and ultimately I chose it and so in that conversation with my self-doubt to begin it was either you're owning it or you're not so I've given myself zero space to reel. And I haven't. Well, I can't say I haven't because, like I said, <laughs> they be knocking at the door. So, But because this moment has been so fucking conscious and I know without any, any sliver of doubt... That like, this is the time. This is the time for me to leave the relationship before I leave myself. So that's what happened with my last. Before my last, I just had, you know, basically eight years of casual relationships. And then when I was 18, I had a, a guy, again, just like totally, we're A, so young. But he was just getting lost and drinking and smoking weed and playing and ultimately, he fucking abandoned me. <laughs> we lived in Calgary together, moved into an apartment. And one day, he didn't... I came home from work and he was gone. <laughs> Packed a bag and he left. Without a fucking word. Dick. And, uh... <laughs> I mean, after that one, I just knew, okay, well, fuck that. Nobody's here to stay, really, in our 20s, especially when I'm here to just play around and experiment and have fun. 
So I'm not going to get any idea that these relationships are meant for the, the taking. Um, so in that way, sometimes I used people. I was the perpetrator. Uh, and then, yeah, so these, this is third time's a charm moment. This is third time's a charm moment. So I just know that I took this, this opportunity to use with such choice and such power that as these, these things are knocking, these shadows are knocking at my back door, I'm fully aware and I'm coming to get the door soon. (laughs) I'm listening to that knock and I'm really embodying the lesson now. And like here, sharing the medicine. So... Sharing the medicine now. <laughs> like, I haven't even broke up with this guy, and, like, I put it on a podcast yesterday. Not that anyone's fucking listening to these right now, and that's why that's probably so freeing, this conversation with you, because, A, I think nobody's really listening at the moment, and um, when they do, the message is right. Yeah, I'm going to smoke something again, so maybe you do too. Um, let's interject and take a little pause here because as I light this up, I'm, I'm opening the back, well, <laughs> funny, I'm opening the back door. <laughs> Fucking perfect. Fucking perfect. I just opened the back door. Did you catch that? And I'm opening the back door. And actually at my back door is the most beautiful, beautiful view. I might have mentioned before that this year of 2020, again, following these karmic lessons, they fucking pay off. And they've, in 2020, paid off like almost instantly. Like manifesting magic this year is like, yeah, you got to be on your game because if you're not... Like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So I manifested. I created this beautiful, beautiful home on the Sunshine Coast in Canada. I landed the coziest little basement suite right on the water. So I've just opened up the back door to have a smoke and and here we are looking it's it's pouring rain <laughs> but the ducks are floating on the water the tides in and there's fog over the mountains on clear days now you can see the snow that's capped them and life's just way too beautiful to to real and life's too beautiful to to keep your shadows locked out. Your shadows, when you open the door to them, <laughs> and you let them in, and you make friends with them, genuine friends, because of their difference in opinion. Beauty is. So, where was I? Chatting with myself, doubt, making choices, acting on those choices without shame. I believe, I don't have my paper in front of me where I've written it down, but I believe like the, the virtue of the third chakra this is like my my opinion i've attached the sins and the virtues to each chakra um so i believe that the virtue of 
a third is chastity because um, third third center governs shame and our willpower so the way that we act in life um, either is like uh, what's chastity like refrain refrain I haven't yeah I haven't really yet kind of dove into this but this is kind of why we're here <laughs> so hmm addiction addiction comes from the second we feel guilty about our inability to love ourselves and show up to life lovingly so we continue to act on our shame and we put our will and our power into the shame cycle the shame reel when we could use temperance moderation and chastity we could learn through the balancing act through going through the real or the cycles continuously to know and embody chastity you have to want to get there you know like you can't you have to want it that's the other reason why addicts so many of them just stay suffering and actually are addicts. That's why addiction does actually exist. <laughs> um, ooh, it's getting cold. Let's, well, it's out anyways. Let's come inside. Um, oh shit, I kind of lost what I was saying there. But yeah, you have to want it. You got to want to learn what moderation is for you what chastity is for you and hone your your creative power in choice because when you do that it's that practice ultimately <laughs> through my substance use That has really, really fucking given me street smarts. Universal understanding. It's really, 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 <laughs> which seems counter to itself, this next statement. <laughs> it's taught me about integrity. That, I think, is what the one appeal is that I have about AA programs, NA programs, and being a part of those communities. Fuck, they're beautiful. Holy fucking shit. Never, ever, ever think that I do not support those programs ten fucking fold. And, and if you've never been in rooms, I've had the experience of be being in rooms and being in meetings and, um, and, and working closely with people who work the program living life closely to people who work the program so the program is part of my life inadvertently and so never think that that uh, that you would not benefit from that and if you're struggling in this realm you should get to a room you should definitely get to a room um yeah definitely um, again, again, I digress. Shout out Rev Pam. I digress. I do remember where I wanted to be, so I'll go back. But this process of playing in the spectrum of your self-doubt is what creates your self-confidence in the end.
reeling through your cycles of fear, guilt, and shame. And those are going to show up in different ways for everybody. They happen to show up in the realm of substance abuse, uh, relationship abuse for me. They can show up. You're going to know when, when I say those words, you're going to know what your, what your stories are. And if not, maybe, um, book a session with me and, uh, we could dive in. If you're wanting to live a more integral life and live a, a life that is meaningful because you've made it so, then definitely, definitely we're meant to work together. You're here in my field for a reason. Trust it. Hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I feel like I say this all the time. I could go on and on. But also in this moment, let me just scan my brain. Let's, let's take a pause for a few deep breaths, hey? Wherever you are, just see what it feels like to just straighten out your spine. Take a breath in. Breath out. Hmm. I know how I need to close. Ultimately, this is the hardest work you will ever do in your entire life. And let me be clear. I think I chose the hard road. I think I choose the hard road. I know (laughs) I choose the hard road. Like I said, I think, I I think shadow work and I've been constant, I've been consciously in my shadow work since, since I began yoga 10 years ago. So throughout all of this, I've been conscious, you know, to a degree. And 2020 has woke me up fully to my life. So shadow work is gnarly. It's real. It's raw. It's raw. It's your... It's you. It's what's made you, you. Ultimately, your shadows have built you unconsciously. And your adult life can be spent becoming conscious of them so that you don't live out these unfulfilling patterns and so that you don't have to come back here as a human (laughs) ever again so that your soul may evolve. And because that reward is such a... There's no words to describe the the reward. Soul evolution, ascension to God, enlightenment, all that is, peace. Fuck, man, don't we want that? So that reward is the greatest reward of our lifetime. And ultimately, that's what death is. We're all going to get there. But what if you were to like live out that vibration while alive? How fucking wicked does that sound? (laughs) I am doing it. I love my fucking life. I cannot believe how fucking amazing things are for me. Even amongst all of this shit. I love life. It's the most beautiful and precious thing. It's all that is. (laughs) So to me, the reward, living 
peace, living this depth of understanding, this transcend, transcendental way of walking through life. I want that. I'll do anything to have that. Anything. Fucking anything. No holds bar. Glass ceiling, fuck you, I'm breaking it. Quantum, let me leap in. I'll do anything to live a transcendental life. And shadow work, my friends, is what takes us there. Shadow work is life's work. Busting through the illusion that it's all love and light here. They're all good. And like just really fucking owning the fact that no, (laughs) things are shitty. Things are fucking hard. I've had really awful experiences in my life that I still hold and I hold and I hold and I hold and I can't seem to let them down. Why is nobody talking about this stuff? Shadow work lightens that load because we admit (laughs) we are evil just as much as we are good. We sin just as much as we are virtuous. We are petty thieves just as much as we are sovereign. And that's what shadow work lets you hold. The paradox, dichotomy, the polarities, the spectrum. Shadow work will gift you embodied intelligence. We don't need artificial intelligence, my friends. We need embodied intelligence. And we are bringing it home. We are bringing it home this year. My resolve in this work is like I like just solidified to the nth infinite degree just with what's what's come up to me in my shadow work in this last month thinking I was gonna walk out unscathed thinking that oh drugs will never come back to me (laughs) I'm done and they did and so I you know there's you just have to know when, when things show up for you. They show up in patterns. They show up in waves. They show up in cycles. And if you can start to get to know that for yourself, this is the beginning of the shadow work. It's like just looking at the patterns of your life, looking at the cycles, seeing the similarities, seeing maybe how you've, you've grown throughout them. And then just asking questions like, well, where did this come from? Like, why am I in this pattern? Where did this belief, what's the belief that creates this pattern? Where did that belief come from? Is that my belief? Do I really believe that for myself? Or can I start to make some changes? Can I start to make some changes? Do I want to make changes? Yes. What's in it for me? The most pleasurable, intimate, erotic experience in this lifetime. Oh yeah, I want that. So go for it. Dive in. And I'm here uh, to be your guide in the dark. I've been there. (laughs) I've been there. I'm happy to hold your hand for a little while. But eventually I'm going to let your hand go. And you are going to be able to do it on your own. 
I'll always have my hands at your back. I'll never take those away. But ultimately, this work can, has the potential, if you choose, if you desire, for you to walk with such confidence. with such ease and the most grace hmm. well that was deeply healing for me thank you for listening thank you for listening thank you for being here Thank you for holding space for me to grow. We do it for one another, you know. By you choosing it, I'm sure something, someone in your immediate life is affected for the better. I know that happened for me. When I, I lived this life and I carried my family and my friends through it, through this work. You can ask them. They'd know. They'd know the effect and the, the capacity that this work created for me to, to help. Hmm. So never, ever have the wrong idea that you don't matter because you do. Your life is significant and you are worthy, innately worthy. of being fully expressed touching God living by spirit <laughs> okay let's close with another breath yeah so deep breath in through the nose Deep breath out of the mouth. Fucking love you. I fucking love you. Be in touch, yeah? <laughs>